Welcome to Built to Scale e-commerce show with Darius and Justin. We are the founders of Ad Kings Agency, an industry-leading boutique e-commerce, Facebook ads, and omni-channel funnels growth agency. Our insights and expertise have helped to generate over $45 million in revenue and spent over $18 million on paid acquisition for our clients in the last year alone. In this podcast, we open up about the marketing and business development strategies and tactics we use to get these results. Hey guys, welcome to Build a Scale e-commerce show. And today we'll be answering a question by one of my friends. He was asking about pluses and minuses of actually having a business partner. And I think it's a very, very interesting discussion because personally I had some very successful partnerships in businesses and some partnerships that were absolutely catastrophic and totally ruined the momentum the business had. And this is kind of <laughs> a deep topic because there are a lot of pluses of actually having a business partner, but there are so many cons too to it. And you really have to choose a business partner wisely. And hopefully, you know, the story of mine and experience that I had will help you to make the right motivations. So first of all, let's talk about, you know, the biggest issue of having a bad partner. And this personally happened to me, right? Is that let's say, you know, one person is working harder than another. And often this happens because, you know, people are different. They have different personalities, strengths, weaknesses, etc. What often happens, right, that it does seep out of motivation out of a person that's working harder. Because technically you're not working for yourself, you're working for another person, then, right? You're creating value for him while he's, you know, lazing around somewhere. And it could create a lot of drama, especially if you are a good friend. And my biggest, biggest advice, do not create a business if you're good friends. Like, never do that. <laughs> because that's one of the things, right, that could happen. You might lose this friendship. Another thing is, that often, you know, by creating a business with your friends, and this is another lesson about, you know, what to avoid in partnerships, you are often both very similar people. This means, you know, often you and personality, strengths, weaknesses are similar. And sometimes there are, you know, some some <laughs> different things, but often they are very similar. And the problem with having two similar skill sets that both of you have, then, you know, similar strengths and weaknesses, but there's basically nobody to substitute your weaknesses. And often, you know, to run a successful business, you have to cover a few different areas, which could be, you know, team building, right? Nobody really thinks about it, but, you know, there is a big aspect of team building, culture, you know, making sure everything is doing their work when there is operations, systems development, you know, payments, processing, and all this, you know, more analytical, slow stuff, which requires completely different mindset. And then, you know, often businesses have, in our case, you know, this is where my strength lies. This is marketing and being a spearhead of things. Somebody will go in, execute quickly, rapidly, and just, you know, find a way. And personally, this is my strength. And for example, why me and my business partner Justin work so well right now is because I'm the spearhead that just, you know, goes in, finds a way, figures out how to get results very quickly, and just, you know, creates a lot of mess in the way. <laughs> but the same time, Justin is more analytical, logical, slow. He's able to spend sometimes weeks, months, you know, analyzing situation before taking action and just creating a system behind. So this is why we're making such a good team. And basically in Atkins, we have divided different areas. So for example, I'm driving head of performance role. I'm driving agencies marketing while Justin is driving more like uh, finance management, sales. He's driving operations and basically the business development from that side too. And this is why it's, it's so such a good pair. 
because we have very different personalities and we have very different strengths. And basically, each of us covers, you know, our weaknesses. <laughs> so it's very good in that way. Another thing, you know, when you are creating a business partnership, you must be aligned on the big picture. This is another big, big thing why I'm seeing so many business partnerships fail because we are simply, you know, not aligned on the big thing. So maybe one person just wants a lifestyle business and he's okay with making like 15K a month, right? And, you know, like making 8K out of that in profit and just living out of it, enjoying his life, traveling around the world. While another person does want for a business to grow, maybe he wants to hit one mil, maybe 10 mil, 20 mil, you know, just to do something big, right? And often at certain point, this is where, you know, it creates once again, extra drama, extra <laughs> frustrations, and then just basically extra friction in the business. And it's it's pretty hard, you know, to manage these things. Because often, you know, you might think that you are so aligned at the start. And this is very important to talk with anybody that you're starting a business with about this big goal, right? Where you want to go now and what you would want to go in basically building the future. Because often what happens is, you know, you go to your goal A and then you understand that, hey, you know, one person, basically at the start, both of you just wanted to do like 10K a month, right? And that was okay, basically just travel world, enjoy it. But when one person wants to go further, another one doesn't. And it creates this huge friction once again, you know, how do you divide a business? What was actually, you know, ownership? And do you buy out your partner or what does it happen? And often I'm seeing businesses actually, especially smaller businesses collapse at these levels. And it's it's it could be very scary. This is why my recommendation before going into big business or just building something in general, create some documents with a lawyer, you know, just invest some money there and create exit schemes. This means if you want to buy out your partner or there is some some sort of like issue happening or, you know, somebody is not pulling their own weight in the partnership. So one of the sides could exit and still keep a business, grow it. And, you know, at least just basically, you know, have a way for a business to survive this kind of a breakdown. The partnership has so many pluses. And the biggest one is speed. Because often when you're developing a business, if you would be solo, right, what you would be doing, right, is actually going in and actually trying to develop, let's say, you know, three, four, five different artists of a business. And you would have to split your attention between them. And once again, at some of them, you would be stronger. At some of them, you would be weaker. And this means your business would be developing as a business way slower. And yes, you could hire some people, but, you know, be able to still not be owners of a business. And usually when they are not the owners of a business, no matter, you know, what type of people you hire, right? It, it usually we, we are not like uh, the ones that can fully develop and run business for you. This is just, you know, part of the game, basically. You need very entrepreneurial people there. But basically by having a partner or a few partners, right? You're able to speed up the growth of a business two, three, four times because you're able to do so much more, especially at the start. And in the later phases, you know, you would still need managers, uh, people that can fill in certain roles. So it also does save you, you know, time and energy from looking for these roles. Because to, let's say, hire a VP role or, you know, C role, C suit role, usually takes six to six to 12 months. It's, it's usually pretty common practice. And then it takes extra 12 months to fully onboard a person. So yeah, as you can see, you know, it's, it's 
quite tricky <laughs> to hire these people. But once again, you know, if I would be creating a business with somebody else besides Justin, which I'm not most likely planning to do, what I would be doing is most likely I would try to create a small project with that person first to test out how he's working, what are the synergies. Something that I wouldn't be afraid of, you know, just going downhill and just burning down. It would be a side gig, but, you know, just something small just to figure it out. You know, it could be a very, very small project, which literally takes like two weeks, right? Maybe it's about launching a new store. But in these two weeks, you will be able to see how a person works, how things go, etc. Or alternatively, because we already have a team, people, you know, and I do have this higher level experience when majority of just people that are starting a business. What I would be doing is most likely starting a business myself at the start. But when, you know, looking for these early people that show very high promise and get them onboarded as uh, co-founders, giving maybe a smaller percentage to them. But, you know, basically taking the, the, the very best talent that comes into the business and just promoting them into certain roles and, you know, giving shares there. And hoping that they will grow up to these roles. And this is the tough part, right? Because to immediately hire, you know, like a people that would be suitable for C-suite would cost you quite a bit. Usually it's it's at least 100K a year and a lot of bonuses. And once again, these people, you know, we want a challenge. If it's a new business, usually we are like not even really interested in a challenge. Unless you build, are building something big, grandiose, have huge investments and, and really it's something to pique their interest. So yeah, this is kind of a quick summary from my side about actually having a business partner versus not having a business partner. As you can see, you know, both sides has its own advantages. But to be honest, pretty much now I would always be choosing to have a business partner. But it has to be the right person. <laughs> this is the hardest thing. Go in there, you know, do a small project, figure out how they work, see if you click and only then do a business partnership. And even then have a plan, some sort of plan to exit the business, you know, if, if something doesn't work out, where you can buy out your partner or if, you know, somebody is not pulling their own weight, there is some sort of exit plan so business could survive. So yeah, that's kind of it. Enjoying this podcast? Consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. This helps us to grow and create more amazing content like this for you.